as it's a spirit of the living God, that you speak to our hearts and, and open our eyes and help us to really walk in the faith that you've given to us. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. From time to time, you find Christians, some Christians, I'm hoping we don't have any here, but they, they ask the Lord for faith, for God to increase their faith. How many of you have done that before? Thank you, boys. The rest of you are liars. <laughs> because... Uh, in times of desperation, I've asked the Lord in time past, Lord, increase my faith. But uh, when the disciples asked the Lord for that, he didn't, he didn't answer them. Uh, he went on talking, if you have faith, just as small as a grain of mustard seed. And truly, if you are born again, you already have faith. You couldn't be born again without faith. And the Bible tells us that God has given to us the measure of faith is our responsibility to grow that measure of faith. Is your faith man, is your inner man, that's the real you, this faith of God resides in your spirit. And we need to strengthen that faith so that we can do work. Now, we have to understand that the word of God is the custodian of faith. And we'll look at that later. The word of God is the custodian of our faith. Faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Next thing that we need to know is that the currency for transaction between our world, our natural world, and the spirit realm, heaven, that currency is faith. Nothing happens between that world and our world without faith. If you don't have faith, you can't do business with heaven. You have to have faith and faith in the word of God, faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. That's what brings that, the transaction, uh, to material in our, uh, materialize in our natural world. Only faith. And if you're born again, like I said, you already have faith. My purpose tonight is for you to recognize that you have faith and learn to grow your faith and use your faith and don't rely on what you see with your eyes or how you feel because what you see with your eyes will deceive you and how you feel will also deceive you. It has nothing to do with the Word of God. As long as you have the Word of God in your heart, your spirit man, you have faith. And that faith can work for you anytime. The faith in your heart will work. We doubt, but our doubt, like I said, is in the mind. And if you listen to your mind based on what you see and what you feel, then it will really hinder your faith from being released. That means you have no way of doing business because you don't have the currency. It's like... Basically, you, you put your money in a stock market or in the bank. And if the bank is not doing well, then you don't have 
the ability or, or you, you're not increasing in your wealth and if your stock market is going down then you really don't have the ability your money is tied up so you really cannot use it and that's what we're going to be addressing today there are there is one particular thing that will tie up your faith that will prevent you prevent it from being used the word of god i said is the custodian for faith and through the word of god you can receive whatever you desire if it's in the word in this current life this present life now if you turn with me to Acts 20 verse 18 through 20 he says this this was a, a paul speaking to the people of god before he went to jerusalem um, and that that's before they arrested him in uh, Jerusalem. He says in the word of God, And when they had come to him, he said to them, You know from the, fir- the first day that I came to Asia, in what manner I always lived among you, serving the Lord with all humility, with many tears and trials which happened to me by the plotting of the Jews. How I kept back nothing that was helpful, but proclaim to you and taught you publicly and from house to house. Now you need to notice what he's saying. I held back nothing that was helpful, but proclaim. So the word of God, if the traditional King James tells us there, it didn't, the traditional King James doesn't use the word helpful. He said, I kept back nothing that was profitable. So the word of God will bring profit to you. He said, I proclaim that to you. So it's the word of God that brings you profit. It's the word of God that will help you in life. And the word of God brings you faith. That's the currency with which to do business in the spirit realm. So it was the word. I proclaim the truth to you. Every minister ought to proclaim the truth without holding back. I never held back. I gave you the truth. But I want to go on to verse 32 of that chapter. Paul says, So now, brethren, I I commend you to God and to what? And to the word of his grace. I commend you to God. And to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up. So the word of God is able to build your spirit man up. The word of God is able to build up your faith. I am commending you to God, but not only to God. I am commending you to the custodian of faith. I am commending you to the Lord, to the word of God that is able to build your faith man up. So he says, I commend you to the word of God, or the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. So who is going to give you an inheritance? The word of grace. The word of God is the one the word is going to bring you that inheritance the word of god is what's going to give you your healing for by his stripes you were healed is the word of god that will meet every need that you have the word of god says god is able to supply all your needs according to his riches 
in Christ Jesus. So it's the word of God that will give you an inheritance. We are joint heirs with the Lord Jesus Christ. He has an inheritance for us. And it's the word of God that is going to give that to us. The word of God is what will deliver that inheritance to us. And the way he does it is to build uh, in a man. The word of God is what builds you up, builds up your your spirit man, so that you are able to obtain that inheritance that God has for us on this earth. Or be able to do transaction between the natural life and the spirit life. How do you get your faith built up? The most important trainer to build up your spirit man is the Holy Spirit to build up your faith. And the Spirit does that through prayer using the Word. The Word of God is essential for our faith, but the Spirit of God is the trainer. That's going to use the word of God and reveal the word of God to you to build faith. You can't have faith without revelation. It's not knowing the word of God. It's having the revelation of God's word. Just knowing scriptures will not help your faith. A lot of people know scriptures. The real trainer, the real teacher, the one that's going to build your spirit man. The one that's going to release the faith that is tied in the word is the Holy Spirit. And the way he does it is by opening up or teaching us, opening up the word to us by revelation. Once you got the revelation and your eyes are open to the word of God, instantly you got faith. And it will work from that day on. But until you get to the place of revelation, you just know the word. And you can quote it. You're like a parrot. But it will not do you any good. You will constantly walk by what you see. If you feel good, the word of God is working for you. If it's not working, or you don't feel good, or something is not happening the way you want it to go, the faith is gone. And you're constantly in doubt whether God is or God is not. And sometimes people, some Christians even go to the point of doubting whether God is with them. Or whether God is angry with them. And that's because of revelation. The Spirit of God is the real trainer. And many Christians don't understand this. They want, they, if you want to receive revelation that will bring faith into your heart, pray in the Spirit of God. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in tongues. Because then it goes from your head into your spirit. So the word then makes a lot of sense. And, and I said it last Sunday, I believe. When trouble comes and you are in doubt in your mind. And you're wondering what's going to happen. Even in your sleep, the Holy Spirit will keep pulling up scriptures from your spirit. To encourage you. Amen. He keep pulling them up. So the spirit of God is the real trainer. And if you cooperate with the trainer, your faith will grow. Amen. That's why those who pray spiritual, uh, scriptural prayers, praying in tongues, praying scriptural prayers, because that's written by the Holy Spirit, 
It may not make sense to your head at first, but before long, it starts going into your spirit. And it starts coming out of your mouth. Because that's the way your spirit is receiving it. Because you're studying and praying the word of God in, in your life. And I've said this here before, watch those that have spent a lot of time praying Ephesians chapter 1, beginning from verse 15. Spending a lot of time doing that. He goes deep into your spirit. So the Holy Ghost is that, is that train now. Jude 1, 20, 21, it says, But you, beloved, building yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. So this is saying your faith is really essential for your Christian walk. You need to build yourself up in your most holy faith. You have to build yourself up. It's battle. There's going to be battle in the future. So I really need to spend that time. And God is telling us here, you need to build yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. That means praying in tongues. This is one way you build yourself up. Now, building yourself up is building your, your spirit man. So he gets strong. More stronger than your body, your flesh, your mind. That's what is really essential. We need to, to do that. But notice is the Holy Spirit. And you know in, Ephesians, in Romans chapter 8 verse 26 it says, For we don't know what to pray for as we ought. Therefore, the Spirit Himself helps our infirmities because, or our weaknesses, because we don't know what to pray for as we ought. We don't know what part of our faith we really need to build up. The trainer will help you. Amen. So, so we need that trainer. But look at something else where I'm going tonight. Verse 20, we'll start from verse 20 again. But you, beloved, building up yourself or build, building yourself up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, and then it says, keep yourselves in the love of God. You're building yourself up in your most holy faith, but make sure you keep yourself. Who is to keep himself? You. It's your responsibility to keep yourself in the love of God, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ into eternal life. And eternal life begins here. And we go to the, His throne of mercy so we can find grace to meet in the time of need. So what that is saying is even though you're building up yourself in your most holy faith, the trainer says you need love. Amen. You need love in addition. Just building up yourself in your most holy faith is not going to help you if you don't keep yourself in the love of God. Keeping yourself in the love of God is what will make your faith really work. There is only one enemy of faith in the heart of man. Basically, you got your money tied up. You have it in you, okay? But you have your money tied up. 
You can't withdraw it. It's not going to help you. It's, you invested it. Now it's gone way down. You can't, you can't use it. You understand what I'm talking about? You want to withdraw from it, but you know you're going to lose a lot. It's not going to help much. You understand what I'm saying, those of you that invest? You can't withdraw it, so your money is tied up. You can't do anything. Staying out of the love of God, that's what's going to tie it up. It won't work for you. Just that one thing. Ignorance will prevent a man from faith being birthed into his spirit. You don't know. You don't have revelation. It's not there. But I believe once you have received revelation from God and it's there, it should work for you every time. Amen? But this one thing, even though it's there, will hinder it. It won't work for you. That thing is called unforgiveness. That's the only one thing that will really hinder your faith from working. I was reading a story about uh, two families. Uh, One family as flaky as they come. They don't go they don't go to church regularly. Do you understand what I'm saying? They hardly come to church, they come off and on. One time they are hot, the next few days they are gone for months and weeks and uh and then they're back again rejoicing in the Lord. And then there was another family really faithful and according to the book I was reading, this family there was uh, a matriarch of the family, she, according to the book, I know the person said, I've never met anyone with as much spiritual gift. However, they are constantly having issues and have a hard time trusting God to meet their needs. But these other family, the flaky ones, they go flaky, asking crazy. When they get back to church, they're back again, fire and everything. And they'll get their healing just like that. And this lady was wondering, what's happening? Why is God doing this? I mean, he's supposed to really take care of this family that's faithful. They pay their tithe. The others, these guys, they only pay their tithes when they are hot. When they're cold, they're gone. And they continued in that discussion. This woman finally realized, say, yeah, I know that. One thing was clear about the other family. The flaky ones, they're quick to repent. And genuinely. They'll call when they feel like they're wrong. This other one from the family that was solid in church was saying, yes. When, they are, when they've wronged you, they know they've wronged you. They'll call you. They'll call you and say, we were wrong. Please forgive us. And when they get back in church, they are genuinely repenting. And that lady said, when they ask for forgiveness, they mean it. They are not kidding. But my family, they'll forgive you, but it's going to take a, a long time before they let go. They're very faithful, but it's, they, they won't let go. See, all of us are like that. It runs in our family. It takes us a long time. We will eventually forgive, but... It, it takes a while. 
And she got the revelation. That's the difference between our family and this other family. Yeah, they're flaky. They don't, but God works with them because when they repent, they truly repent. Now, I'm not recommending being flaky. <laughs> but I believe that this other family had a lot of faith in them. But you know what was tying up their faith? Unforgiveness. Couldn't get anything done. They couldn't get anything done in their family. They can't. They were always in doubt. They want to trust God, but they, they, she said, we, we couldn't. This family, when they come back and they feel like God is, they are right with God, they'll trust Him for anything. Pastor says it, they're ready to go. It's just they won't stay along with it. When there is unforgiveness in your heart, your faith will not work. It's tied down. It's just not going to work. No matter how hard you try, it just will not work. Uh, Jesus made that clear to us. Your prayer will not be answered. And the way he told us that is in Matthew chapter 6, verse 12 through 15. It says, and forgive us our debts. This is the, the Lord's prayer, actually the disciples' prayer. And forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. So that's the conclusion of the Lord's prayer. But then Jesus went back and picked it up and says, For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. It's interesting that he brought that back to let us know that this is key to prayer. Key to answered prayer. This will tie everything up. God will not answer if that is existing in, in our lives. Also, you can't move any mountain in your life. In Mark 11, verse 23 through 26, Jesus says this, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, Be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. So you, Jesus is telling us very clearly, all you have to do is speak to it, and we said the reason why it's not happening is because we're not speaking to the mountain. But if you speak to the mountain and you do not doubt in your heart, and you don't have to doubt, uh, uh, doubt in your heart, it's not going to happen. If the word of God is already there in your spirit, and you've built up your spirit man, you'll doubt in your head, but you don't doubt in your heart. That's what Jesus said. You will have what you're saying. Keep saying it, believe in God. And refusing to listen to your mind. Don't lean to your own understanding. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. It's a heart issue. Your heart has the faith because it got into your heart from the word of God. So Jesus says, therefore I say to you, whatever, whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. Then he added, Whenever you stand praying, when you're speaking to that mountain, 
you have to take this into account. If you have anything against anyone, forgive him. How to tie those two together. You are about to move a mountain and the mountain will move. Jesus has guaranteed you the mountain will move whatever it is. But we have to remember if there is unforgiveness, when you stand, when you stand there talking to that mountain, that mountain is not going to move if there's unforgiveness in your heart. If there's anything that you know that you have against somebody, they've wronged you, notice he said, forgive them. But that means you have been wrong in one way or the other. He's not saying forget that they've wronged you. You have to die first before you forget it. And if you tell me you've forgotten what they've done done to you, you're lying. We don't forget. He just said, forgive them. Forgive them. Otherwise, that mountain is not going to move. Your Your faith will not work unless you let go. And you don't have to meditate and struggle about it and say, well, what am I going to do? God is not going to answer me. Right where you are standing. Notice what he said. When you stand praying, okay, that's when to forgive them. Basically, you can say it from your mouth. And if you doubt whether because your mind and your emotions will say, no, you know you're really not forgiving them, you still feel bad about what they've done. We walk by faith and not by our feelings. So you can say it from your mouth and tell the Lord, please help me, I forgive them. You can continue that way until the feelings get to you. You are no longer struggling with, with it. But as long as there is still something there, and you can't think about it without it hurting you, or you're having a, 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 a feeling like, I, I want to get some revenge. Your prayers will not be answered and I think that many times we Christians want to just put those things aside and assume that well I've forgiven them until you start talking about it and emotions rise up again you should be able to talk about it and not have any kind of you know what I'm feeling in some kind of feeling inside to get back at them You still remember what it is. My point is, if that's there in your life, he's hindering you in so many areas you're not aware of. It's not worth it. Before long, it's like a filter there. You can't even understand the word of God anymore. No revelation. You've really stopped your growth. If that's there, it's so important. Two times when you stand praying, Jesus said, this is the way to pray. Remember, forgiveness is so important. We get into situations every time. As a pastor, I have to deal with that constantly. You know, but I'm not looking to anybody. It's, It's to him. So you pray for them. Jesus told us how to get through. You can say that and then start praying something good for them. That God do something good for this family or this person. Bless them. You won't forget what they've done, but you can bless them and you can look them straight in the eye. But as long as there is somebody in your life that you can't stand. And I've heard Christians say, I can't stand that person. I just wonder, what are you talking about? You can't stand the person. 
Uh, you can't stand what they're doing is one thing, but the person, that's somebody for whom Jesus died. Jesus said, if you do not forgive, neither will your father in heaven. So he recognizes God is still your father. But he has something against you. Because you have something against your brother. And if God has something against you, you certainly won't hear his word. It's not going to go into your spirit. The most important thing in that situation is you lose your trainer. The Holy Spirit. He's gone. You can still speak in tongues. But he's not training you anymore. Do you understand what I'm saying? He's not training you in the area of faith anymore. He's not worth it. Even if it's in the past. You got, we have to take inventory of what's going on. Whoever. God. Maybe one day just say, God, I let everybody go out in the face here. No matter what they've done. And I may be speaking to the choir here tonight, but you never know. And you, we need to do that and understand that. Yeah, Ephesians, I didn't give you scripture. In Ephesians, it says, do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Faith will only dwell with love in your heart. Faith and love, they dwell together. Once there is some forgiveness or hatred, faith cannot live there. He becomes uncomfortable. The Holy Spirit can't be there. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit by whom you were sealed from the day of redemption. The Bible tells us that. He says the things that grieve the Holy Spirit is bitterness. Anger, wrath, clamor, evil speaking. Put those things away. Because those things will give, grieve the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit is grieved, He's no longer walking with you with regards to faith. And you keep hearing the word of God and the word of faith, and you wonder why it doesn't make sense to you. Do you understand? And then you're okay with the Lord. You hear a word simple. You got it. It's not in us. It's by the Holy Spirit. You didn't get it all along. You got everything straight. Now the word begins to make a lot of sense. And you can really step out. And your life can be changed. You know, once that thing is there, it can hold you down for a whole year, two years, three years. And sometimes Christians have already forgotten that this is the problem because the person is no longer around. Do you understand what I'm saying? Until the person's name is mentioned. That's when you realize, ah, it's there. But for three years, it's been hindering you. See the danger? You haven't grown in three years. You haven't had your, your trainer in three years. It's really not worth it. This is the only thing that I find in Scripture that will hinder your faith. Faith will always work. Your prayers will always be answered. Jesus made it clear to us. That's where I'm going with God. I can believe God. God requires faithfulness. That's one thing. I need to be faithful to Him and to the call that He has on my life, my life for them. And that faithfulness 
will make it that I, don't, I can hold on to something that is going to destroy me. Unforgiveness. Because it's going to destroy your faith. Galatians 5, 6 says, For in Christ Jesus neither circumcision nor uncircumcision avails anything, but faith walking through love. Faith walking through love. The Holy Ghost will not live with a murderer. Amen? Faith cannot live in the heart of a murderer. And the Bible tells us we have passed from death to life if we love the brethren. You love Christians all over the world? Just love believers? If you love the brethren, you've actually passed from death to life, and faith brings life. He who does not love his brother abides in death. You can't live in death and be doing great with God. Whoever hates his brother is a murderer, and you know that no murderer has eternal life abiding in him. So abiding in him, that's abiding in him right here where we live. Not when we get to heaven. You have the eternal life abiding in you right here. And so when there is that thing, it's not of the life from you. And you're struggling and wonder why. If your your prayers are not answered, the first thing to look into... Am I harboring unforgiveness? That's the first thing. Because that's the only one thing that could hinder it. If you want in a situation to change and it's not changing, the only place to look is this one area. But if you've taken care of that area, then you're free to fly. Basically, you can do what you want. Spend that time studying the Word, praying in the Holy Spirit. Take a scripture and begin to pray that scripture. Spend a lot of time with that scripture, especially in the area where you're struggling. And let God have his way. Let him do whatever he wants to do in that area. And I believe God will answer. Your prayers will be answered. I wanted to share that today. The enemy of faith, that's one enemy, unforgiveness. Basically, just because you remember what's been done to you that's wrong doesn't mean you haven't forgiven. But you need to let go and speak it as often as you can and wash your heart. Make sure that there is nothing there that's holding you back. Uh, lately, I've been speaking on faith, and I wanted to close with this because it's important that we recognize that this is one area that is going to really hinder you. And if God deals with you, if you have it in your heart, and he's been dealing with you to let it go, he refused to let it go, he won't be too long before other things begin to come into your life. Sometimes sickness. And, but that's not to say sickness is because of unforgiveness. He's, I see sickness as temptation from the enemy, and we can fight. You have your faith. Would you stand up with me tonight?
don't let the enemy give you an opportunity to hold on forgiveness. Because <laughs> of what somebody has done to you, some, something somebody has said. Uh, for me personally, it's something I always look at and look into because you are dealing with situations constantly. And uh, uh, got to deal with it real squarely and make sure I can talk about it but don't feel uh, something inside like revenge. And just do what I know is right and move on. Amen? So let's go to the Lord tonight. You have the measure of faith. Please grow that measure of faith that you have. Father, we thank you for your word tonight. We praise your name. Lord, we pray for those that consider themselves our enemies. We pray for them to be blessed. We release them and we forgive them. And Lord, if there is some forgiveness in our heart, we release that before you tonight. And we divorce ourselves from it. We thank you for the presence of your Holy Spirit in our lives. He is our teacher. He will help us to excel in every area of life. We are free from fear because of his presence in our lives. We are free to fly unhindered because of the presence of your spirit in our lives, because of your word in our heart. Thank you, Father. Give us that spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. So we can experience that power that was released in Christ when he was raised from the dead. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. And God's people said, Amen.